Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts, Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It is Thursday, December 28th, the last Thursday of 2023 and this is blinkers off what's up man what a what an introduction yeah what's up everybody 2020 20 whatever it is what is the year it's good to be back though yeah for sure i'm very very excited uh for this show yeah you're gonna kind of put a wrap on the 2023 which for racing that's definitely uh good and uh and into 24 and man the 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 action is kind of stacked this weekend for two-year-olds getting ready to turn three and then monday they'll actually be three so it'll be interesting to see how all of it shakes out here early on yeah we were kind of going through uh today's kind of topic at hand and what we're gonna kind of go over today and <laughs> both of us were like well tw- i mean it makes sense it's the last pod of, of i think it's the last pod of for the site right uh mm-hmm. for this year and so we're like well let's do something like a recap and we <laughs> both of us were like <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like it's, this this year yeah. feels more of uh, more than I can remember. Uh, a year of okay, let's it happened. Let's move on. Let's look for twenty twenty four. So instead, we're like let's let's go towards a little bit a little more positive. Because I, I feel like inevitably we would have been we would have been talking about twenty twenty three. We would have been like that was good, that was good, and then been like yeah, I mean you know that's tough, right? To go to pick through. So yeah, we'll go to we'll look for uh, look towards twenty twenty four. Definitely more bad than good for a lot of 2023. So yeah, no, no need to rehash that for sure. And look, I, I think we ended the year pretty strong. I thought we had a big, uh, big Breeders' Cup. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. So hopefully, you know, that's kind of the the lead into this season that should be fun. I mean, you think about even like to start the year, the Pegasus was like a weird day last year too. So you know, not even to start. So maybe that was foreshadowing. Uh, the things to come who knows yeah it's it's again let's just just move on uh yep. we won't hash out what we you know what happened last year or you know but we'll look forward to what's going to happen hopefully uh in 2024 uh before we get into the show though any you know kind of do we'll do this kind of moving forward with the the you know as we head into the next year uh, kind of a look at you know what we've seen um what we've uh, from the three-year-old department, or I guess now two-year-olds come about to be three-year-olds as we head towards the uh, Kentucky Derby uh, track phantom kind of uh, pulling the off, off the upset for Steve Asmussen uh, winning last week in the gun runner thoughts on, uh, on this one. And, and maybe even more so thoughts on the disappointment uh, by the favorite. Yeah. Nash was supposed to win that race pretty easy and he ended up get a, getting third. He never really picked up his feet much into the stretch. I, I feel like uh track phantom kind of got the trip that Nash was supposed to get and <laughs> track phantom got it. Didn't, didn't stop. Uh, I knew up the backside uh, track phantom was going to be really, really tough to beat. He just had that Asmussen look, you know, where he's just kind of yeah. right up on the lead and cruising and, and not really exerting much effort. And, I knew then, uh oh, he's going to be really, really tough to run down. And he he ran well. I I'm not sure any of those horses are great or really put up great performances. I wouldn't shut the door on any of them either. I think it's so early, it's hard to get wrapped up in it. But look, I mean, it was obviously a really, really disappointing effort from the big favorite Nash. I didn't think he did much running really. He he did okay to run third. That's about as good as you could 
put it. Um, the buyer did not come back overly high. 89 buyer for track Phantom, which is okay. Nash gets an 84 buyer after a, a buyer in the 90s. So yeah. it, it, that kind of shows you, hey, if Nash kind of runs his race, he probably wins, but he didn't. So give track Phantom a lot of credit. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with him. I, I like, I don't know that I'm not like, you know, you and I were talking a lot about it, obviously, right after it happened. And I mean, I think it's easy to be really negative about Nash just based off of what the expectations were a minute before the race, right? I mean, I think mm -hmm. it was like, this might be the Derby winner. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think it's really hard, really easy immediately, especially to kind of go immediately into, he sucks, this horse is awful, this is like, a, what a disaster. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that he's... Well, I think I don't think he's what we thought he was, right? But at the same time, like he might still be okay. Like I, I don't, it's still so early. Um, we've seen horses like that, uh, especially from Brad Cox. You know, disappoint in that circuit. Um, who was what's the one I'm thinking of? Um, Mandaloon would be the yeah, top. Thank you. Yeah. Um, very you know similar, where the horse just did not run at all and then kind of came back. So you never know. I think the horse could, but I do think like any good horse, like really like the horse that you think might the derby winner quality you you would have liked to see a little bit more from him oh obviously would like to see a lot more from him um but like you said it is fairgrounds weird things can happen there race to race and like i mean you just don't win the derby on december 23rd you know i i just can't put it any more plainly than that and that that's not to say that i think nash got a lot out of the race and, and looked great and is in perfect shape no i don't but at the same time what happens if Nash wins by like five? It, it's still just December 23rd, right? And and so you just kind of have to take him one by one. I was shocked he didn't win. I thought it'd be a, a pretty easy win for him. It wasn't. Doesn't mean he can't bounce back, but that it was not a good performance. We'll see what happens. You kind of said it. I think the next race will kind of tell you what he is. Because if he runs it again, then you're like, well, maybe we just kind of overhyped him or, or he could bounce back. So I think the next race is really going to tell the story on him. Do you really think, um, because we haven't really, I mean, we visited it last week a little bit with the draft, but like, as far as like, did you learn much out of the futurity or the springboard mile um, as it, as it, as it relates obviously to the Derby? I, I, I don't know in what world anybody out of the springboard mile is going to make any sense down the road. And I thought this is the biggest springboard mile fan there is sitting right here. And I just was like that. It was a fun race. I remember watching it and being like, well, that was fun. And then, you know, you, you get up and you start looking at the numbers. And it's like, oh, shit. And then, you, you know, you look at the buyer and it's like, oh, it, it, it's not it's not good. You knew kind of by the time it wasn't going to be. I mean, the low South maturity, kind of the same. I, I I don't see what world any of those horses are really going to make a huge impact on, like, the Kentucky Derby itself. We may see them on the trail do okay, but a lot of improving is going to have to be done. And, and really you can say that about the gun runner too. All three of those races, a lot of these horses are really going to have to improve to, to kind of make an impact. Yeah. I mean, and then I think with the, with the charity, that was like, yeah, like 14 Bafferts in the race and the other, other Baffert one. And you know, this was a, that was a weird race in itself. Like, cause you know, we talk about that race a lot of times being, like, okay, like maybe it gives us an idea of, okay, who's the Baffert that you at least need to look out for as we head into the next year. And I don't know that we learned anything from that one. I thought all three of his horses, I mean, the winner 
I think is one that's getting better. You know, talking about Winstock, I, I I think he's getting better. Coach Prime, I he got a pretty wide trip. At the same time, he didn't inspire me much. Um, yeah, I mean, all of them are just gonna have to get better. I I just kind of looked at both of those races as like, ugh, these horses just they're not they're not there right now. They're just not. And you know, again. Uh, Arabian lion ran in that race last year and was just awful. And by the time we got, uh, to, uh, to the, you know, Keeneland race there, the Lexington, he was great. So, and, and you know, so you just never know how they're going to progress, but none of them really w- were too inspiring in that spot. The thing that makes, and you know, we talk about this all the time, but the thing that makes these Baffert two-year-olds or three, you know, seem to be three-year-olds so difficult. It's just never like, you don't, they could like, literally we may not see coach prime run again until like you kind of mentioned, you know, until April or maybe he runs back and, you know, wins a stakes race, whatever. Like I'm not, it's so hard to, that's why when you watch this, our draft, it's like everyone, there's so many Bafferts that are claimed or drafted just because you're like, I don't know. I mean, maybe one of these could pop up. Like it wouldn't be surprising at all to see coach prime, be nothing and one of these horses that we don't even know about or have unraced be the baffert you want you know yeah for sure and i i think with the kentucky derby situation you know he might have two three four in the past that he'd kind of push towards that derby even though he knew well they probably can't win it but we'd like to get him in there where now if he's got a horse and i'm not saying any of these horses fit that bill but if he's got a horse it's like they're okay, but man, if, they, if you give them some time, they'll really develop second half. He'll just give them time, you know, where in the past yeah. he might not have. And again, I'm not, I don't really know who fits that bill or who doesn't at this point. It's, it's still pretty early, but yeah, coach prime's one where it's like, yeah, he needs to grow up a little bit. We'll give him six months, you know, and I, I can see that happening. So I, I don't know. I, again, I, I do think with him, he has a little bit of an excuse, but he still didn't really kick on. So I, I'm just not, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of interest in anything that's, that's ran the last three weeks to be completely honest with you. I don't think they're as good as the breeders cup runners. Yeah. I think, and I think that's a good way to like to end that is this like, I think that from those races, we uh, maybe uh, other than the springboard, which I am with you completely, but it's like you, those two other two, you don't necessarily, you're not writing any of them off necessarily. Cause it is yeah. so early and you know, they're going to get the, they can develop. And, you know, there's a ton of excuses, right? These two-year-olds, but at the same time, you're not sitting there saying, wow, like fierceness needs to watch out. Like this is no. the real, whole, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have that. And I think that's the safest way. Like sure. These were Nash and, and coach prime and whoever, like, yeah, sure. Like definitely could win stakes races as three-year-olds wouldn't be the least bit surprised, yep. but I don't know that I'm sitting here wa- you know, worried that fierceness is going to, have some competition as of right now, you know, yeah, from, the, I mean, from those horses. Yeah. To me, fierceness and Nisos are now easily top two and Nash falls out because of that race. Yeah. He was kind of that one. You thought, well, if he goes and wins this one, he'll jump up with those two. And then he throws out a dud. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he's off that list. I mean, again, and I think you said it, that doesn't necessarily mean, well, give up on all these horses. It just means as of right now, they're not at that level of those two. So, um, all right. Uh, oh, by the way, you get, you, uh, how you feeling about tonight's game? You got the, you got this you got the sweater on there. You got the game time at what? Eight something, eight fifteen. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think 
it's a bigger game for Arizona than it is for us, definitely. Um, but I do think we're ready to play. It, it, I listen. We got a brand new quarterback, so we'll see what happens there. I, I'm not overly interested, or I'm interested, but I'm not overly worried about the score. I, I hope the quarterback plays well. That's kind of that's that's my big big uh, concern about this game. Is it weird? I don't know because like I don't have like you know obviously like you're way more into to college football than I am, but like, is it weird for like to be like, Oh yeah, we're in a bowl game, but like you may not have the right players playing or, you, or is it just, how do you get like kind of your, you at least at least sounds like you are like, how do you get excited about it? If it's, you don't feel like it's like, yeah, it it's not even the real team. You can't, to be honest, I, I used to love these bowls and I, I hate them now. So you can't is the honest answer. Uh, the, the but listen, the, part of it's going to get fixed. We're going to expand the playoffs. So it'll be more teams and more games that matter. But at the end of the day, there's only two games that, that really matter out of all the like 40, so many games that they have. Right. So, you know, I think for, for a team like Arizona, they could get 10 wins for like the third or fourth time in the history of their program. If they win tonight, that's still a big deal. And you see it because their, their team hasn't left. Like they have almost all their guys tonight. The team like Oklahoma, yeah, we're just there's just not going to be that motivation there. It's all self motivation, uh, and we have guys that care, and so I don't want to say they don't care, but at the same time, it, it's such a meaningless game, and you don't have your players like you just said, and so it, it's really ruined the Bulls. It's they're they're really not they're not anything what they used to be. Yeah, and it, it's like when you don't have. Uh... Like for for teams and and, and organizations or not organizations but programs like Oklahoma, where it's like it's like it, basically the year the, the the goal every year is to win the national championship, right? Right. Yep. If you don't really do that, then it's like it's kind of a letdown, you know. And and in reality, that, that there's obviously those you know a few of those programs out there, like you said, Arizona. I mean, not maybe there's not like every year they, they can't compete for one, but this is a good, that this was a good outcome for their, their program this year. Oh yeah. They're ecstatic. Nobody thought they would maybe go like six and six and make one of these lower bowls. And now, you know, nine and three and haven't lost since October, like first of October. So, I mean, they're ecstatic and, but yeah, I mean, you, you get teams like us. We're not yeah. real happy to be uh, where we're at tonight, but uh, you know, I, I think I think the fun of tonight is you and for programs is you do get to see like some of your future yeah. will be on the field, you know. Yeah. So there's that. That's fair. I mean, yeah. at least that. I mean, I, and I, I think it'd be it's scary to bet these kind of games because it's like if it say Oklahoma got down 14 or something, could they just like kind of let off, you know, and just be like, yeah, this could get out of hand. I've been telling, yeah, I've been telling people for three weeks, don't bet these games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and of course my dad picks one today and it's just like, why, what are you doing? Like th- these games are almost impossible. So yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't bet now the semifinals. Yes. But the, the rest of yeah, these games, yeah. you're kind of, it's, it's not preseason football, but it kind of is. It's kind of what it's like, you know, you just yeah. you don't know uh, one game. They were, I can't remember the team now. There were two or three guy key guys that said they were going to play. I was like, okay, that's great. 
and they played a quarter and then they sat out <laughs> and it was like, what? Yeah. So, was like, I, I was I, watching I a know. game the other night. And again, I, there's so many of them. I, you know, when it's yeah. all those bullshit games, you're just like, whatever, but they were like, the, the, they're like, yeah, he's obviously, you know, he's going to go to the draft. It was a running back. And he's like, he's going to go, he's probably going to go out to the draft next year. So like they're making sure like it was a close game and he was not out on the field, like for the whole third quarter. Because yeah. they were limiting his carries and stuff, and you're like, dude, like that would that's brutal. I know. So why I know. would you bet it? But you know, well, the, like the, the Heisman Trophy winner isn't playing in his game. I mean, it's it's bad. Anyways, all right, guys. Uh, so yeah, we gotta get we gotta uh, make sure we're out of here before uh, Halterman's game time. <laughs> but let's get into today's show. We're gonna look forward to look forward into uh, next year into 2024 and discuss kind of what we're looking forward to most uh coming into next year then we're gonna get some rap fire selections for some of the graded stakes races running this weekend around the country let's go yeah so we're just gonna look through these and uh basically gonna go back and forth we haven't talked about what what we're doing and this could be uh horses it could be experiences it could be a track it could be a race whatever it is it's just in general we're trying to look positively into the into the year and less about what we saw last year so or this year i guess so um i'll i'll let you kick things off um give me your one of your items we don't have to be in order but what one of your things you're looking forward to most to see in 2024 well, I think the thing I'm looking forward to most is the thing I actually text you about. And geez, shoddy Belmont at Saratoga. She said it right as I was getting ready to say it. I that's the thing I'm most looking forward to, honestly. I I, I definitely think Belmont at Saratoga will be something extremely unique and a lot of fun, and at a place that you know is is a besides last year that we're not getting into, but a, a really a, a a great place to go. So I I think the Belmont at Saratoga will be incredible i i can't wait for him to come out of the shoot going a mile and everybody talking about that i can't wait for the graveyard of champions being holding on or holding the belmont i think people will go crazy over that kind of stuff i'm really excited for that one i mean it's gonna be well it's just a surreal experience that you know you don't know what it's gonna be like but it's it's gonna be different um i'm i think in that in the regards of it being there, I'm more interested and excited about just the uh, Saratoga in itself, the town. What is it going to be like? You know, obviously we've been there a million times through for Saratoga racing, but for this experience being a triple crown race, like I'm very interested to see kind of the vibe and if it matches up, I imagine it will, it might be even bigger, um, but how it matches up to what we're used to seeing or experiencing when we go out there, you know, outside of the track itself. A hundred percent. I think, you know, being there for the Travers, uh, if, if, if anybody listening has been there for that, you know, that it's kind of a kind of crazy, you know, and uh, will it be that? Will it be bigger than that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be fun to see. You're right. It's a town be buzzing. It can definitely handle it though. It's, it's handled big events in the past. So, and look, I, I, I think I, I really wish there would be a triple crown on the line oh man just be, yeah. just for how special that would be and also just the freaking uproar of it's not a mile and a half and blah 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 all that bullshit that you know you're gonna hear 
it would just be amazing. I'm here for it. I'm here for all the controversy. Oh, I mean, I don't, yeah, like you say, I don't even care if it wins or loses, but same. Yeah. But just the fact that that have the buildup of, will it count? Will it not count? I don't know, you know, and this is, and by the way, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, you have the history buffs of, well, the triple crown can never be, you know, we got to change the, the, the distances or change the, the time between. It's like all of it. Just, just I'm here for all of it. All of it. Uh, so, uh, all right. I'll, t- I'll kind of, I'll piggyback off yours a little bit. Um, and by the way, if it, it, I, let, let us know in the comment, whether you're watching this live or you're watching this after the fact, let us know either live in the comments or in the comments below uh, on, on YouTube. What are you looking forward to? Like, what is it you're looking forward to most? Yep. Obviously, it wasn't just us um, who struggled with 2023 and in a lot of ways for, for racing. So what are you looking forward to uh, in 2024? Mine would be, I'll piggyback off yours a little bit. You mentioned a triple crown on the line. That starts off with me. How about we get a quality three-year-old win the, to win the Kentucky Derby? Can we do that? <laughs> Yeah, and I no no offense to the mage supporters and, and the rich strike supporters, but I mean come on those two, and then the year before you have the the whole mandaloon and and <laughs> he's he he's the winner, but he's not the winner, and, and then Baffert the situation authentic was the year before that, but hey by the way that was in October, yeah. uh, it, it, country house oh that happened before that right country house justify. Justify was the last, and even then, you're like that horse wasn't even eligible to run in the Kentucky Derby. Technically, <laughs> we found that now, but they're not going to change that. So, always dreaming, I guess. If you really want to go through the 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 smorgasbord there of horses, always dreaming is like the last one where you're like, oh, that was like a good horse going in, and a good horse won the race. Of course, he was awful the next race and was awful ever yeah. since. But Nyquist, American Pharaoh, like, where are the Pharaohs? Where are the Chromes? Where are the Nyquists? Where are the all having others? Like, give me one of those this year. You know, I remember talking about Justify. Let's count Justify as one just for the sake of what I'm about to say. Uh, You know, and again, he was, at the time, at least that all felt good. And that felt good all the way up until they (laughs) officially (laughs) took him off the Santa Anita win. But anyway, um, let's let's count him i remember talking to patrick our, our good buddy from uh Vison, and uh he was talking about man this is so cool all these great horses triple crowns i said enjoy it because we've had a great run <laughs> pharaoh and i mean nyquist was very good obviously you mentioned always dreaming he was bad after it but he was really good leading up to it and then and justify i said and I shouldn't have, I, sh- I put this out in the, in the, in the freaking or, or atmosphere. I said, enjoy it. We'll have a run where it sucks. We've had a run where it sucks and, and you can't, there's no way around it. I mean, um, look, I, not even forget about like the rich strikes and the mage, the disqualifications and then the, a winner, but then you take him down four days later and then the COVID, which there's nothing anybody could do about that. That was three years in a row where we didn't have a, a real derby, you know, yeah. or we had the uh, we had disqualifications on the track or days after, and then you get the rich strike thing, and then you get mage. It's just it's been a bad run, but these these things go in runs. You look through the history of that race. There are there are moments where somebody wins, and you go, I, "How did he? Why did he win? Or how did he win? Or what's going on?" And then there's moments where the best source wins. So. It's got to get back on track. You're right. Well, just think about it, like in in like a in a timeline perspective, just for half a second here. 
So for past after always dreaming, the next year Justify breaks the curse of Apollo, goes on to win the Triple Crown, like an amazing, but still in itself was a crazy story. The next year, Country House gets put up, and the first DQ ever in the Kentucky Derby, he gets put up as the winner. The next year it was COVID year, so it didn't even happen in May, right? That was just a, a, a disaster in itself, not really necessarily racing's fault, but still different. And then the next year, you're like, okay, let's get back to normal. COVID's over. We're back to May. Like, this is going to be it. And then Bob Baffert wins, but he doesn't win. Mandaloon gets put up the winner. And then you're like, okay, that was a disaster. But, you know, now COVID's over. Yeah. That's over with. Bob, Bob, Bob Baffert's on here. But, hey, we can do this. Yep. Rich Strike wins. The horse that got draw, drew in two days before. <laughs> Then next year, the next year, you're like, okay, this is it. Like, we can, like, Rich Strike, that was crazy. And then Mage wasn't like wild, but no, he also, like, was a surprise how he did it, let's just say. And on top of that, you had the, like, the scratch of Forte. You know what I mean? You had a bunch of scratches before and just felt like the Derby in itself kind of fizzled a little bit as we headed into, you know, you had a horse like Tapa Trice you know, being close to the favorite, which is just, this wasn't good. And so, yeah, I mean, when you look at that timeline there, it's been 2017 since you felt like a, a normal year. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I, I think you talk about Mage, and I don't want to slander Mage either, and I don't think you do, but by no way, shape, or form was he is he close to the best source in the crop. That That's the that's the point of it, right? Like, yeah, right. yeah he's not trash. He's a, he's a fine, he was a fine yeah. little horse, but he wasn't the best horse coming into that. He wasn't the best horse coming out of it. He wasn't close to the best horse in the crop. He was just the best horse on that day, you know? And, and it, like you said, so many injuries uh, involved in that thing as well. that killed you. By the way, is the curse of Apollo officially dead? I mean, it's got to be because we've yeah. seen it twice now in the last yeah. five years or whatever. So, I, I think with justify, you could have justified it as saying, well, look, he yeah. was a freak. And when mage does it, it's dead. The curse of Apollo is officially totally agree. Dead. When justify does it, you say it's still a curse. It could still be a curse. Cause that horse, like you said, yeah. was a freak. But when mage does it, yeah. you're like, okay, never mind. It's yep. that's not, that's not even a thing you should think about anymore. No, no, I yep. agree. Um, all right. Uh, so there you go. Let's get a derby winner. Let's get a good quality derby winner. You go next. Um, I, I'm staying at Saratoga. Forget about the Belmont. I'm looking forward to Saratoga this coming year, just so I could quit thinking about Saratoga from 2023. The absolute worst meet of the season and the gotta be the worst meet in Saratoga history. It's gotta be uh, the worst meet. Well, and I'll leave, I'll go, I'll even give you mine because mine's in the same breath of yours. It's like, I'd like to visit Saratoga without a complete and utter, uh, I mean, disaster, like yep. without leaving the track thinking I was that racing, I'm done with racing. Like, how about that? We went, I went twice yep. in, to Saratoga this year for two of the biggest races of the year. And both times it was totally unenjoyable. Um, yep. and, you know, you and I, it was just, we, it sucked. So yeah, I'm uh, like, can I just attend Saratoga and have it feel like a Saratoga meet? I've never been rattled like I was with the Travers. You know, the Whitney happened, and you just kind of felt numb. But by the time the Travers came back, you kind of just had this thought in your head is that, yeah, that was just kind of a 
a freak little thing that happened, you know, and it's awful that it happened, but it's just one of those things is bad luck is kind of how you justified it in your head. And then when it happened to Travers, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I, and I just, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I can't wait for it to come back and hopefully kind of redeem itself. It was just such a, such a rough, rough year to the point where we didn't want to be there. And if we don't want to be at Saratoga, that, that tells you how bad it, it got. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, if you know I think everyone felt it, but you felt it extra hard when you were there and witnessed it in person. And, and, uh, it made it really hard, especially considering both times it happened. Not that it made it would have made it any better, but like that they were like middle, middle half end of the cards. So you still had racing to go and you're just like, this sucks, right? You're just like, I don't even know how to even be excited about these. Like, I don't care who wins the Travers at this point. You know, it's just like, whatever. Um, yeah. And this is the fact that it happened like not the, the two big ones, right? The ones we're talking about uh maple leaf mail and new york thunder it's like they happened like so similar they were just so like you'd like i can i'll I'll never see that again thank god i will not and then you did literally the next time you go to that track you see it again and you're just like how how is this happening yeah so yeah it was uh and i mean i remember you and i sitting there at, at our airbnb the day after thinking like are they are they shutting down Saratoga? What's the plan? Like, are they going to mm-hmm. just cancel it completely? You know, and it's just that when you have those thoughts the yeah. day after attending what should have been the biggest, well, one of the biggest races of the year. Yeah. That's not good. It was, it was, it was kind of weird. Cause like the first time it happened, like you're, you even like your heart, I keep thinking of, uh, and I can't, uh, his first name's uh, escaping me, but the guy, one of the guys we met up there on Whitney day, he kept up to us and he's always talking about so Whitney and it's like, he didn't, he cared what had happened, but still like he was in gambling mode. And then you saw that same guy right before the Travers. And he's like, I don't care about this anymore. And it's like, if it's hitting that guy, the degenerate guy who just, he really just cares about his bets. And that's it. By the way, that's fine. That's what the game's about. That's not a, not a knock. But when that guy comes up to you and says, you know, I I just don't care about this Travers now that's when you know it got bad. And so that's kind of what happened. That's it's almost like it crossed over to even the hardest of hardcore racing betters were just like, yeah, this, this isn't fun anymore, you know? So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Saratoga coming back in, in this not happening for sure. That's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, what they say, you can't <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah. It can't, can't get worse. Right. So hopefully, um, all right, I'll go, I'll get one more here and I'll, a little more a beat. I'll, I'm looking for, like, I do think this, this upcoming horse of the year campaign is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to see, um, big, more, most importantly, the favorite of the horse of the year right now is wide Barrio. And just the fact that what he did kind of seemingly out of nowhere to rattle off, not just the Whitney, but the classic and, and, and both dominating factors really, this is obviously the horse of the year candidate or lead candidate as we, and it's like, how can he put together a campaign that can win horse of the year? And that to me would be truly incredible. And on top of that, there are a few other horses underneath um, as we head into this year that I'm interested in that could, you know, you know, one, you know, like you've got obviously Baffert, like take your pick, right. You know, 
Arabian Knight. What's he going to be like as a three or as a four year old, you know, national treasure? What's he going to be like as, you know, I thought he ran really well in the Breeders' Cup. Um, you know, what are some of these horses that are going to do, uh, you know, the three year olds turning into four? What are they going to do? And how, are they going to be any sort of competition um, for White of Ariel? Yeah, I think that's a good one for sure. You know, is he right horse, right time? Is he actually going to keep it going and, and they're going to keep him at that level? We're going to find out. I, I don't know. Um, he certainly ran two really good races in a row. And if he can do that, like you said, he's probably going to be 2024's horse of the year. So I, I'm excited to, to see what he does. It's Listen, it's going to be tough though, right? I mean, they're going to take him overseas and those races aren't easy to win. So yeah. Angel of Empire, then, Shoddy, I've seen you in all the comments. You're excited to see Angel of Empire disarm, who people forgot about, really, because they kind of took him off completely and then said, well, we're going to wait till next year. Same with Angel Empire, you know. Um, so, yeah, what what are these horses going to come back as? Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, by the way, have you, you've had more time to think about it. We're getting closer to uh, the, you know, Horse of the Year honors for this year. Have you you know, moved it all on that. Or are you still, you still leaning towards Cody's wish? You think he's going to get that? Uh, who I think is going to get it a hundred. I, I mean, Cody's wish is going to get it a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I don't think there'll be, I don't really think it'll be close. I don't either. Just the more I feel like, cause everyone, I feel like everyone's kind of like give it, like giving it to him by now. And mm-hmm. it's like, and the other side, it's like, well, why did Mario's coming back? So th- he can win horse of the year this year or next yeah. year, you know? So it's like, I think I just kind of feel like it's, yeah. The fact that Cody's wish, it only helps his vote, in my opinion, that he's like retiring, he's leaving, like give him the give him the award. So um, all right, yeah. So horse of the year for me, I'm looking forward to and and I think not just horse of the year, but how wide a barrio comes back after mm-hmm. what you kind of like you said, like after just two really good races. Yep, for sure. You got any more? I got one more. And all I right. to me, this is the biggest uh, the uh, for me the most interesting storyline to follow all year, and that's the Rick Dutro story because to me it's fascinating. When so when I first started getting into racing, he was a big deal. Uh, he was winning races like crazy, and he, you know he almost won a triple crown with Big Brown. And so young me kind of following was like, man, I could bet his horses. I can kind of rely on them. They always show up. And then as I get to know things, it's like, oh gosh, all these rumors. He's juicing. He's this. He's that. Whatever. And uh, then he gets the suspension. I never thought I'd see him again. Now he's back, and it, it really took like two months. And he was back at the top. And he's now he's getting horses. He's getting good, good young horses as well. And I've always been told about him. He he's a shady guy, but he's a really, really good horseman. Like super good horseman. And I think he's kind of proving that. I, you know, a little bit. Um, so how does it end? Does it end with him kind of redeeming himself? He stays out of trouble and, and he gets some good horses and he keeps winning or does he get right back in trouble? How does this Rick's Rick Dutro story end? I think the beginning of kind of the last chapter for him is, was the end of this year and now it coming into next year. So I'm, I'm super intrigued. Um, I've always kind of been entertained by the guy. I can't really say that. I like him. Can't really say that I dislike him. I, I just think he's interesting. So what happens with him is going to be going to be really, really, really interesting. 
It's kind of like if you would have, like, you know, somehow for, for whatever reason left the game for 10 years and then came back, you're like, yeah, there's nothing. I'm not surprised he won the classic. And I'm not surprised that he's got the leading horse of the year candidate for next year. You know, like, what did I miss? And then you're like, oh, wait, by the way, he was suspended basically the whole time you were gone. Yeah. It's cra- it is crazy. You don't often see, well, obviously, that his situation was different in itself, but like in any sport, when you have a long, suspension or you're away from the game for a long time you don't see them get back to that level ever mm-hmm. again right yep and, and and in our sport it's like well you could just you could have seen like okay well he's not going to get the horses because of the tainted yep you know whatever and he's not going to get the, the the kind of the stock and to to not only do it but do it so quickly like you said that yeah i'm with you it's like oh wow he not only is he training again but he's training He's taking a horse like Wada Barrio to win the classic. See, and that just did. He's kind of earned it, right? Because people, if people forgot, I wouldn't say Wada Barrio was a joke by any means. He was solid, but he was yeah. not doing much after that Florida Derby win, really. He hadn't done a whole lot. And to take Wada Barrio and to win the Whitney and the Breeders' Cup Classic. I don't know how he's doing it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I, he could be dirty. I, I don't know, but look, the bottom line is he, whatever he's doing. I mean, that is super impressive. So I just, I'm intrigued by him I, and, you know, and you may hate me for saying that if you don't like him and I don't really blame people for not liking him or wanting to root for him. And I'm not necessarily saying I'm rooting for him. I'm saying I'm interested to see what he does. Yeah, because it, it, it will be interesting because it's like if it gets to the point where it's like, okay, you won the classic and say, say, why Barrio just rattles off multiple grade ones, you know, in a row. And then he throws in, a you know, a, a couple three-year-olds that are promising, right? You know, you're just like, dude, chill the fuck out for a second. Like, you're going to, you're raising too many flags, you know, and kind of makes you wonder how long is it, is it, how long is it going to be before something happens and. Uh, or, you know, I'm not saying that will, but yeah, you know, like you said, like, yeah, you kind of wonder. So you do. It is interesting to say the very least to have his horses coming that fast back, back into it. So yep. I think, I think the bigger tale will be these three-year-olds, right? Or I mean, soon to be three-year-olds because I know there's a few in there that are interesting and they've ran well as two-year-olds. If he can get, cause like you mentioned the big Brown and, you know, if he can kind of get back to that circle, that, high quality three-year-old prospect like wins a Kentucky Derby say or something yeah along those lines it's like dude man like that's insane to come back like that I think I mean I think he's got a couple that are pretty decent so we'll we'll kind of see I mean again we are we are on that time of year where it's like uh, you know I don't I don't know how they'll develop but I've seen a couple of talented ones, uh, El Capi being one of them. But again, he might flop next race. He might win by three or four. And we go, oh, this could be, you know, another, maybe not another big brown, but a horse that could get him back to the derby. He needs to, uh, he needs to train a big brown horse. I mean, I, I if he wants to win, he probably doesn't. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Bad guys. sire. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Shoddy, I believe, uh, I think uh, up to the mark retired right after the Breeders' Cup. So, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's what happened with him. So I don't know yeah. that up to the mark is going to 
uh, be around, but yeah, he would have been a nice one um, to head into this. You know, obviously mm-hmm. was a top contender this year as as a as a uh, horse of the year candidate on turf. Um, but yeah, I think just with all his issues, um, he might be done. So yeah, there's a look at 2024. Obviously, uh, tons more to learn as we get closer. Um, you know, as we get into it, I should say. But yeah, I mean, I hopefully it did, I know it did for me. Like kind of going through this, like it's easy to kind of be down after a tough year and, um, and what kind of all the things we've experienced, uh, yeah. the roller coaster of emotions we've experienced this year, but it is nice to see kind of these topics, uh, and like, yeah, I'm, I am re- like, I'm actually excited for 2024 and what kind of the prospects we have going into it. I'm just like, please fingers crossed. Can we get, <laughs> More than anything yeah. on my list, it's like Santa. Please bring me a, t- a quality <laughs> Kentucky Derby horse. Please, I don't even care. Like if it's someone I picked, if it's someone yeah. I didn't pick, like just give me a good one I get excited about. So let me ask you one last thing because you did that video on the five horses you're most looking forward to. Yeah, and obviously, obviously, you did the video before uh, Malibu Day. Does the Speedboat Beach qualify or like a New Grange now after seeing that or no? I think Speedboach does for me a little bit. I don't know, like that he would make my top five, but I do think he is. He's got a well, not a not a pun intended, a boatload of talent. Like he, he is, yeah. he when he brings it, he brings it. And you know, those last two races weren't awesome, um, or at least the last race in the Breeders' Cup wasn't awesome for him. But man, he's just got it. He got he's got a ton of talent. I don't know that what he is like. He's probably gonna you know just stick it. Uh, to sprinting in that division, but I do think, uh, you know, the, you know, he, he, to me, it's tough because out West it's hard. You don't get a lot of like quality unless you're a classic horse, you know, you're not going to get a ton of attention out, out West. So what will we yeah. see from him? And where will Baffer kind of push the envelope a little bit with him and some of those big time sprint races, maybe out, you know, in the East. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he's interesting. I, I wonder if they might, think met mile i think that'd be a really good race for him um yeah i also think i think the met mile and, and john white kind of mentioned this he thinks the met mile would be a great race for arabian night too you know so there's a couple of options there for those two horses and again you might be right so that may be too long for speedboat but uh listen i i don't really know why they didn't put a real jockey on him uh for those last two races and they did for this one but it certainly worked out well for this one and what about is I haven't even heard since uh, the the Breeders' Cup is is Saudi Crown still pointing to the Saudi Cup? Is that yeah. something we're still trying to do? Yes, yeah, because you know he's another one of those horses that could be interesting as we head into the new year. I don't know really. I thought the Breeders' Cup was pretty disappointing, but um, you know, but all along I didn't think he would run well in the Classic. You know, I didn't. I, that wasn't. I, I was disappointed they chose that route, and so. I do think he has got some talent and uh, and just another one of those horses that I think that division itself, the sprint division, whether it be a mile and mile less could be very interesting, not just with, uh, with speedboat beach, but like horses like Saudi crown and some of those, um, you know, those three-year-old turning four sprinters, uh, you know, or maybe like that were on the, uh, on the, on the triple crown type trail that might cut back. Um, To me, that's a division that's very interesting. Yeah, uh, I agree, and I think Raby Knight. Yeah, Michael, that might Raby Knight. That's a horse that you definitely could see Bob Baffert going shorter. Um, Breeders' Cup or uh, uh, not the Breeders' Cup mile, but the Met Mile. That would be another one that could be interesting in that race. 
I think Saudi would make a ton of sense for the mile as well, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if the ownership group agrees or not. That's a thing. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think it's going to be a better year if the three-year-olds develop nicely. You know, I, I think we've got some talented horses that just for whatever reason had, had some struggles last year. And now they're going to, if they can put it all together, it struggles meaning injuries, like staying on the track. But now if they could put it all together, I think we're going to see some nice races from, from some of these horses. So, yeah, and look, I mean, the National Treasure, I know Shoddy and Rodney love to, Love to talk about him and uh, look, he's training for something. So we'll see. All right, guys, that's a, uh, that's a wrap on the, uh, on what we're looking forward to uh, for 2024. The national treasure love is going to be interesting throughout this year. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't see the, like the I know I understand shoddies, so I see why with her because that was a fantasy horse, but yeah, I know he has two. I mean, he's won two out of ten in all of his losses, but one he really hasn't been threatened, like a threatening second, third, fourth. He's been pretty distant. So it's like that, it's like that race gave every like like the especially the 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 fans, you know, gave like this hope of like, oh, he's he might be good. Yeah. I don't know. He he ran nine races that were pretty much average to below average. And then he ran an extremely good race at the Breeders' Cup. Extremely good. There's no, but that is out of his 10 races, the Breeders' Cup race is by far the outlier of the rest. <laughs> so, but again, it, it, is that a sign that, hey, he's put it all together and he's ready to have a big year? Or was that just kind of a fluky performance? I think that's the question on him. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I guess if he shows up at the Pegasus, I don't know who else is really going there. So maybe he's the right horse for that race. I don't know. I'll be honest though, dude, like even, I don't know what, this is probably not bad. Maybe I'm just too biased against him at this point, but it's like, I don't know really what he could do in that race to make me think, Oh wow. He's a really good horse. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I, even if he wins, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I still don't try. I still don't like him, you know? Yeah. He, he would kind of feel like a, a Mucho again. Wasn't that horse's name? Mucho again. Mucho Gusto. Mucho Gusto. Mucho Gusto, yeah. who won that race, you know? Yeah. yeah. I could see that for sure. They're just like, yeah, he won, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, look, I mean, he, he could go win that race if nobody shows up. Well, that's just it. It's like that's what's disappointing about the race. If he's if he's the top prospect, uh, yeah, that's, that's saying something. Because no doubt, yep. You said he's won twice, so <laughs> two out of ten. <laughs> All right, time for rapid fire. Let's uh, let's kick things off here at Gulfstream Park. Uh, we got three at Gulfstream Park. We go to uh, Sansanita uh, after this. So let's start with race number eight. This is Saturday at, uh, at Goldstream, the Swanee River Stakes, grade three with 150K going one mile on the turf. Uh, field of 10, Halterman shows up here, and it's uh, it's a tough one. You got five to two on the uh, on the nine horse, fastest flight. You got options all across the board. Where are you going? Should I go with a longer shot in this one? I'm between two horses. Should I go with a, a big price here? I went, yeah, my I went shorter price, so you can go long if you'd like. All right, I'll go longer then. I... 
I have debated between like three horses pretty much the whole time since you told me we were doing this race. I just, I'm going to go deep <laughs> in here, obviously. I went number eight, Sister Luann on top at 12 to one. So I'll, I'll go ahead and, and make that official. Uh, look, again, I, I've debated a lot. I, I will probably go four deep in the race here. But the number eight, Sister Luann, getting back to the turf here and cutting back to that mile distance, I think that's when we've seen her at her best. Gets Jose Ortiz aboard here. So a lot of it is I don't trust the favorites at, at very much at all in this race. I really don't. Um, and and a lot of it is, like, Safi's been really good uh, early in this meet and, and you know, cashed in with, with a couple of horses of his today, actually. So I, I'm just going to take a little bit of a shot and hope the field's not quite that good. So number eight, Sister Lou Ann for me. Yeah, that's actually, to be honest with you, one that I looked at quite a bit. You know, yeah. I, when I looked at this one, I, I kind of liked – you know, he's got a couple in here. That was the one that I liked uh, liked more than than the other one. Um, has the thing about that one is has shown that she's good enough to do it. You know, yeah. at least I think so. In the past, now they've been lower level races and not this. You know, to this race, but I think she does have the numbers that on her best day she could be there uh, with the shot. So I don't hate that pick, especially at twelve to one. Um, I went with the four full count Felicia. I not honestly, I went back and forth on this one a lot on, on several different options in the race, but full count, full count Felicia, uh, is where I ultimately, um, uh, pulled the trigger. I like the fact that we're getting, um, Irad Ortiz to ride. Yep. I think that was a big tail, uh, in my opinion, where, especially when, you know, he could have probably had several options in this race to pick and he's on, you know, a, a Brittany Russell horse who, you know, he doesn't, hasn't rid wrote for, um, for this horse. So full count Felicia is a horse that going, uh, this distance has ran. Okay. Um, has a win at this distance, but, uh, as of late, I thought that, you know, if you look at, um, the last four races, three of those have been an 89 or higher buyer. And to me, that's enough, or at least puts the horse right there in the, in the ballpark that last time out was went out uh, west to Santanita in the Golden Cova. And I thought didn't, you know, ran fourth, only beaten three though, um, to, you know, Hamwood Flyer and Queen Goddess and closing remarks, like some good horses out there. So um, give me number four, full count Felicia. I, I like also that uh, she does have speed, but she also can sit off of it a little bit as well. Yeah, I, that, I was, that was one I thought about picking. So I, I'm with you on that one. I think that's, that's a nice pick. I I went back and watched the the Gold Decova a lot. Uh, I didn't think it was a bad race at all, but I don't know. I just kind of I, I left that race thinking, man, she just it wasn't great either. So, but look, this is an easier field for sure. Yeah, definitely an easier field. Um, I I don't know. Like the, you look at those three before before that, where she rattled off multiple length wins, but they were all going longer than cut back. But you can get if you get anywhere in between those two performances, I think would be enough um, to get it done. Especially the fact that you get, you know, Irad to jump on board. I think that's a, that's a big sign. Yeah. So, uh, give me the four gold count, Felicia. All right, let's go to race ten, the Harlan's Holiday Stakes Grade Three. Uh, this is uh, worth 150k going to mile sixteenth. Uh, field of eleven uh, lines up here. For, this is for three olds and up, by the way. Uh, eleven uh, lines up here. Five to two on the six O'Connor, another Safi Joseph horse. Uh, did you go here? Are you uh, are you going Safi again? I went Safi again. I I don't 
love it, but I, I don't know. I went back and forth. I just, I don't like this field very well. <laughs> I remember last year, Skippy Longstocking was in this race, and, and of course, O'Connor was in this race as well, and and I, I felt really good about Skippy. Like, I was like, all right, in the, this year in this race, I'm going O'Connor. I don't feel great about it. Another race, I'm going to have to go pretty deep. I feel like they're always pretty competitive. I don't know. I, this course has kind of came full circle a little bit. Kind of was disappointing, but has kind of you know, came back around. I thought the race last time out in the Fayette was good enough. Give me the number six O'Connor in here. Don't love the price, but I, I just think maybe he's at his best right now and he'll run him down late and win, win it this year. O'Connor, uh, can't fault you for that one. I, I think he's a, is a fair favorite, but I, I'm with you. I didn't love this race. So I was trying to try to, you know, I'm trying to pull off an upset at least with that, that favorite. No, not, not uh, by the way this horse could very well go off the favorite and that's number nine gasoline that's gonna be my my top play uh here pletcher i read another i read uh pick here for me but you know this, you know horse went off at you know sub four to one in the clark last out you know first mission trademark that was those two kind of uh ran off with that one and obviously it was a hell of a race first mission by the way is another horse i'm looking forward to and i forgot to even mention him earlier but um as we headed the next year but you know finished fifth wasn't a great race but you look at the race races prior you know an allowance race one by five at going to mile 16th has, has ran well at this distance two for two at this distance i mean to me he's a horse that's like i'm not going to be really surprised one way or another i think he could win this race somewhat easily and i wouldn't be necessarily surprised if if he doesn't really <laughs> run much of a step so i'm i'm cautious like i'm not going to be interested in playing him at say you know two to one um at all but i do think he's he's worth playing you know three to one plus is where i'm at, kind of at with him so i give me the nine gasoline yeah i think it's good pick uh i i definitely agree with your statement it could go either way i, I kind of liked him in the clark last time out and he didn't do great so hopefully he does better here but easier field here for sure you you look at his wins and it's, it's that's what's he's so and i think that's yep. like the hype around him right he's never been really you know i think five to one maybe is about the highest he's ever been in any race yep he's always you know been bet he's always been thought of you know he's a nice looking horse um but he really that clark was his first step up into that kind of you know first stakes action first ra- definitely you know race to that caliber kind of showed right that maybe he wasn't good enough um in that that day but i do like the fact that irad's on board that pletcher ships him here um at gulfstream park and is in a stakes race again so you know hopefully he can get the job done this time out so number nine gasoline hopefully we can get a playable price all right let's go to race 11 the fort lauderdale stakes grade two or 200k going to mile and eight on the turf fill uh, for three-year-olds and up fill to 10 uh, lines up here. Chad Brown, Irad Ortiz. I'm just realizing, by the way, that I think I picked Irad in every race. Two to one <laughs> on running beat, which is not a bad thing at Goldstream Park. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm a little more excited about this one. I really like uh, running B, the nine horse. Sounds like you do too, since you said you picked Irad every time. Uh, look, this is a nice one. Um, obviously, this isn't the the hardest field, but it's still not not too tough of a field here, uh, or not too bad of a field, I should say. But uh, Reading B, the last two races have been really good. Uh, they were 387 days apart, and they look pretty similar. So I think the source is ready for Stakes Company. 
uh, once again in this spot. I I think we'll get it done. I, I really like running B. I like that she's uh, he is drawn all the way almost to the outside. Can kind of I think he's a versatile horse. He can kind of pick and choose where he needs to be. So give me the nine running B. Yep, I'm with you. Obviously, I kind of gave it away there, but yeah, give me running B as well. I you know listen, I I, I tried to beat him at first, and I kind of went through the field and I thought you know. He's uh, this is an opportunity to try to beat Chad Brown at a low price. You know the horse is coming in. Um, you kind of untested necessarily at this level. And then the more I looked at the field, I just thought, yeah, I don't know. Like, do I want to pick? You know, main event. Like that horse feels like he could just go out and blaze. But you know, I think there's going to be some competition with that on the front end as well. Um, I love the fact of where we got placed here with the nine running B on the outside sitting on the outside has speed like you look at the last two races where the horse is kind of I would say opened up and kind of kind of shown like maybe this horse has got a ton of talent and they've been you know gate to wire but the horse has also won kind of sitting off of it a bit and I do think that gives uh, Irad Ortiz the versatility it's like hey if I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get good placement drawing from the outside but I'm also like if there's a horse that's gonna you know it's just dead set on you know, main event being one of those, it's like main, you know, we're going to go like, you can sit right off of that as well. And to me yep. that I like that fact with running B and so I'm with you. I went with the running B. I, what price are you interested in? Like how much of a, of a, of a like are you with, with this Chad Brown horse? Like, are you, how, how low a price would you take? Well, I think you're going to have to expect like seven to five. And I think that's, that's, if anything below that, it starts to get a little too low, but you're going to expect this horse to take money. It's Chad Brown. It's one, two in a row. So, you know, seven to five would be about right. You really look at that one at Kentucky Downs, and that was, you know, you can scratch yeah. those out every year, really. They don't mean a lot yeah. uh, when it comes to overall class. And, you know, he's ran uh, really well every time, you know. Took him a couple times to break his maiden, but once he did, it kind of, he did it at Saratoga and did it really impressively. Um went to Kentucky Downs and then has rattled off two really nice wins uh, at Keeneland and, and Aqueduct. So uh, to me, he's, I, I think he's the goods. I don't know that he's like a world-class type Chad Brown Colt, you know, uh, on the turf, but I definitely think he could, he could win here. Um, so yeah, number nine, uh, number nine running B. All right, let's go to, where are we going here? Um, Santa let's pull that up. By the way, why I asked you, maybe someone in the in the chat can help us. Um, I would love to know. Is there an actual good reason as to why this race is race <laughs> number one? So like what I always do when I'm going through, like on Equibase, like when I'm going through the stakes, I, I look I click on the stakes race, right? But usually Equibase is awesome and they don't take you to that actual race, right? So you're like trying to scroll through like okay so i instantly always go to like race eight nine you know like i'm like, yeah. you know, thinking that's where it's gonna be like where the hell is this race it's race one have you i don't i i don't know i mean uh, dude i other than like a stakes race on the undercard of the breeders cup i can't think of a, a time we've seen a stakes a graded stakes race other than like the jumpers at saratoga right you know that for race number one on the card what what is this only thing I could have think of after you text me and I said, hell, I don't know. But the only thing I thought of afterward was, is it, is it maybe supposed to rain Saturday afternoon or something? I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's the only thing I could have thought of. But 
And at the same time, it's like they put the Malibu in like the seventh race, and then they put the LeBray as a feature on opening day. And it's like, what? Is, why are you doing that? That's so weird. All right. Well, I'm gonna text John, and maybe he gives an answer while we're um, while we're on live cool. on air. But it, we will, regardless of the race. Yeah. It's race number one. The Joe Hernandez stakes on Saturday at uh, Santa Anita, Grade Two. Uh, we're 200K going about six and a half furlongs on the downhill turf for three-year-olds and up. Field 12 uh, with one also eligible added in there as well uh, in this race. Down the hill at Santa Anita. What could go wrong? Where are you going? Yeah, this is another one. Surprise, surprise. I'm, I'm debating between two horses in this one, the one and the 10. I ended up on the 10, turn on the Jets here. I, I just think the horse is a little bit more consistent. Um, but, you know, like I said, I was really debating between the two. But the 10, turn on the Jets. Boy, every time shows up with a really solid effort. Getting back to the downhill, I don't think that's going to be too big of a problem either. Um, so uh, give me the 10, turn on the Jets. Uh, I kind of like the outside post going down the hill and, and maybe can just kind of stock and pounce. So 10 for me. So turn Turn on the Jets was uh, it's an interesting one. Let me pull up his because I, I looked at that one for a while. Um, just a, one of those like Diamato horses that just continues to run well. It feels like every time. I, did you like the fact that Hernandez got back aboard last time and then stuck stuck with him this time? Yep, I did. I thought that was a good sign as well. And you know, look, hey, there's a lot of inconsistencies in this in this race. A lot of inconsistent horses, I should say. But this one just seems to bring it every time. And and yeah, you get Hernandez again. I I didn't think that could be taken as a bad thing. That's for sure. Um, I looked at this race and thought he thought I'm leaving. <laughs> there you go. He looked at this race. He said it's so bad I'm leaving. So I guess I'll I'll fill some time here. Not sure what happened. There he is. I think he's I'm back. back. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I went to click back on the, uh, on the share, like on the share of the screen thing. And I clicked on the wrong tab. So, uh, that's awesome. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, I, one thing I looked at when I looked at this race was like forbidden kingdom. Like, wow. He, uh, he's going to the turf. This is interesting downhill. Like he's one of those that I feel like I need to use defensively forbidden kingdom just because I don't know what he's going to be on the downhill but he might be really freaking fast mm -hmm. uh and tough to beat so it's, he's ran on turf once finished third at santanita okay look and listen i went to the one lucky score um man i thought what is this horse doing in this race um just the fact that it's it's mark castle you don't see a lot of these out here but we did run at santanita last time out in the breeders cup mile and you know didn't run terrible uh, you know, the Master of the Seas obviously won that race, but uh, finished seventh, but be only beaten like three links. Uh, it, it just kind of came running, kind of gotten some traffic there. But prior to that, you know, got second to Big Invasion um, in the uh, at Woodbine. You know, Rez obviously been running at Woodbine, got third in the Woodbine Mile to Master of the Seas. So, like, hasn't won, but also not anywhere near disappointing in any of those races. Now, obviously, he's going to yep. have to step up and finally decide to win one here. But I think the one lucky score, if I can get anywhere at five to one, is super interesting. Well, that you picked the other one, so I'm glad because yeah, I was like said between the one and the ten, so that's a good pick. Uh, uh, by the way, it is the rain; they're a threat of rain. That is why they're running this race early. Got it. Okay. Yep. Well, you know, leave it to Santa Anita. They're always like trying to predict the weather 
as far as how like they run their races. So well, I I think the problem is when it rains out there, they just don't run a lot of times. So <laughs> I think that's kind of. Uh, the issue there, um, especially when you got a race that's specific to the downhill turf, right? You know, yeah. it's like this is, yeah. you know, you got horses. If this thing scratches off, you're going to get three horses, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, do you so you like Lucky Score quite a bit? Uh, I do. I, I think that's a horse that makes a ton of sense. Uh, you know, been running it like like you said against tougher, and now gets this one. So yeah, I do. I do. You look at this like so. Master, here's like a list of some of the horses that's beaten this horse the last, say, handful of times. Master of the Seas, Maj, and Casa yeah. Creed, and those were all top three in that Beer's Cup mile. Mm-hmm. Big Invasion, Master of the Seas again, and Cheryl Spite, War Bomber, um, Dream Shake, and War Bomber. War Bomber. Uh, I mean, this is a horse that's been facing tough horses out, out there at Woodbine and then came to San Anita, and, and I don't necessarily think disappointed um just kind of got some traffic and obviously was like 50 to one right so yeah um i i wouldn't be surprised to see the source uh run really well here and hopefully i think you know i think we can get a lot of that five to one as well yeah oh i agree i definitely agree i think i think whatever price you 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 want to get you're gonna get on this one well yeah i mean look at it who yeah like is Forbidden Kingdom going to go off the favorite? I don't blame John, by the way, for putting him as a favorite, but, like, is he going to go off the favorite? I think, I, again, I, I'm with you. Like, I think that's a good morning line. That's probably, he probably should be the favorite horse, but I don't think he he's really bettable as a favorite. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like I said, like, I don't, I'm going to try to use him and everything just because it's like, I think he's an all or nothing. I, I'm more like he's either going to win or don't even use him kind of thing, you know? 100% agree. Um, yep. With Forbidden Kingdom. So, and that's kind of been his MO, his career, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be... key him underneath. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a key underneath kind of horse uh, uh, by no. any means. So, all right, I got number one. Uh, lucky score. Halter's going number 10. Turn on the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I got a little, uh, I got a little click happy over here. And I was like flying through the tabs and I, clicked it i was like son i've done that like once before i'm like son of a bitch i know exactly what happened so this makes me uh, yeah i i when i saw you pop back up real quick i was like okay that wasn't a computer crash no i actually have a good internet now so i, yeah. I live in the i live in the new age now so after, <laughs> after a few weeks without it <laughs> oh man all right guys that's all the time we have check us out at racesdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page click the get racesdudes premium button at the menu at racesdudes.com to learn more uh, remember, go check out the Best Bets page. We've got that thing going. Obviously, that will be getting geared, more geared up as we head into the new year and the racing starts picking back up. Uh, you can see that on the main menu there, just Best Bets. We have a Kentucky Derby page. So you can get up-to-date uh, points and uh, the, the upcoming races and the Oaks and all that good stuff. Uh, make sure you go check out the top five horses to watch for the 2024 season. We kind of, you know, obviously talked a little bit about that today on today's show, but my top five Um you also want to uh, take a look at uh, when are the rankings coming out, Halterman? When are the, the official top 20 starts coming out? Is that started the new year? Yeah, that'll be next week. Uh, probably Tuesday. Those will come out. I'll wait for those races to run Monday and then okay. and then put them out. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, um, look for that. Obviously, that's a big thing for, uh, you know, as we head into the uh to the new year um yeah thanks shoddy the office is coming together a little bit yep. my little closet office it looks it's more like a, it's a miniature office but it 
it, it works. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, I, what all I do here is, is do podcasts and, 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 and sit on my computer. So I don't, don't need a huge office, but, nope. um, Let's see. What else do we got? Oh, uh, the Magic Mike show, they're off, right? So they'll be back mm-hmm. next week. Um, yep. And uh, let's see. I was going to tell you something. What was I going to tell you? Um, I don't know why I'm thinking about it. I'll just give go through the thing. We're on Twitter at, at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off uh, by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you listen to. We are there. Uh, the YouTube channel, that's still going, obviously. And we've got tons of content headed your way. Um, I'm talking about an idea in my head about doing a video for the worst performances or the most, the biggest letdowns of 2023. I felt like, uh, I felt like it was too easy to come up with them, uh, you know, because of, uh, what happened, but let me know you guys in, you know, in the comments here, you think that would be a good idea. Um, almost like a, let's hash this out type thing. Like this is like, yeah. I need to get the and by the way, it'd be my personal letdowns, not like the general letdowns. But you know, I, I know one particular horse that's definitely going to be top of that <laughs> list. Uh, but I think we all have those lists as well. So yeah, um, I'm I'm tossing that idea around. So make sure maybe we, uh, look for that in the uh, in the YouTube channel here um, pretty soon. But uh, any final thoughts, Halterman? I, I think Hoosier Philly is my most disappointing horse. Uh, yeah. When you think of how heavily hyped that horse is and how she ran. So that was, that's, that's one. When you said that to the group, I was like, Oh, who's your Philly is. She was so disappointing co- in comparison to the expectations. Well, I think it's funny too. Is like, as soon as I, as soon as I brought that up to the, to the group chat, everyone was kind of like start firing off horses. It's like, yeah, we yeah. all have those in our head. Right. Until you start, and you start yeah. thinking about it and you're like, son of a bitch. I mean, nest is a big one for me. Um, based off of the expectations, um, obviously Tabitha Rice, that's what horse, I mean, I, I can't, I, he would be right up there. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. He's number, I mean, for me personally, he's number one. There's no question. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of like, I've started making a makeshift list. And it's kind of depressing. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I remember that one. And this could be, and it's more like a general. Like it might be a. I don't want to give it away, my, but it could be. It doesn't necessarily need to be like a horse in particular. It could be a performance of a, in a race by that horse, or it could be yeah. you know one where you had the expectations of X happening and and, and Y happened instead. Uh, so it's just more of a general kind of. Uh, and I think it's good, right, to go through kind of your your. It, we don't always have to be like, oh, these are the greatest performances. Like sometimes here's the letdowns too. This this sucked, yep. and and I'm not betting this horse again. So, yep. Um. Oh, by the way, Halterman. So I'm like, I, you know this. People may not know this, but I'm like totally eaten up with like card breaking now, like mm-hmm. opening cards, and 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 obviously I don't. Know, if anybody is like, I'd love to hear people's, you know, experiences with it. But obviously, as a kid, I did it. And I think we all did, um, mm-hmm. but I've kind of gotten into it again and got Cohen into it. Oh, and I'm nice. talking like, dude, he is so into it. And obviously he doesn't get like, you know, the, the value and type stuff, but like, he's only he's interested in collecting, you know, chiefs guys. That's really all he cares about is, you know, any chiefs right. guys. Right. So no, like football guys, shoddy. Um, 
in fact, I gave him a baseball card. Like I had an old Frank Thomas signed autograph card from like <laughs> when I got it. There was a card shop in our hometown. I don't oh, yeah. remember that card shop. Yep. But I got yep. it there. And uh, I gave it to him. I was like, put it in. And I because Santa brought a case, like a legit case thing. That you, and and I and he gave it back to me yesterday. He's like, Dad, he goes, I'm just really not into baseball. <laughs> so if you could just, you could hold this. <laughs> so I wouldn't even let me put a, a card in there. <laughs> um, but care. no, he's totally eaten up with it. Today we opened uh, one of these. This is pack and i nice. uh, haven't opened haven't opened these yet but we opened one of them today and he he pulled a rasheed rice rookie card oh, and he's nice. totally amped up about it so um last night we went to the card store and he got a mahomes card and he's getting the whole night he kept saying i just can't i just can't believe i have a mahomes card <laughs> he literally That's- he literally carries the, the case around the house with him I mean, like from room to room, dude. Like it's like he's afraid someone's gonna swipe it or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. That's I remember being like that for sure. You know, um, and it's same kind of thing. You know, you're trying to get for for us really baseball cards were the only thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to get the Cardinals. You know. Yeah. Um, and and, and, then, and, and, and then, Jordan. I remember Jordan. Right. You always you. Yep. I, mean, I remember Jordan, but you always, like Jordan cards. That's what you wanted, right? Yep. Yep, Jordan, and then and then like hockey came around like ninety one, ninety two. Uh, our our like local convenience stores started carrying those, and so you're trying to get the blues, you know. And so yeah, yeah I I I've got books and books of cards, uh, uh, old old cards, uh, probably probably at my dad's house. I'd say is where they're at. <laughs> well, then that's what kind of got us into it initially, like as we were at mom and dad's one night, and and mm-hmm. we pulled out some of my old ones, you know. And I gave him some binders and of old, you know, my old binders of cards. And, and he just thought it was amazing. Right. He had, you yep. know, and then, but now it's like now the breaking and, and the card game is, is getting kind of bigger again. Um, it's fun to do it together. Cause it's like, he's into it. I'm into yep. it. And on top of that, it's like, we get, I tried to explain to him. I was like, Hey, we, so he got like a couple of Pacheco, rookie cards for christmas and they're like mm-hmm. graded in the case like they're nice and, and yeah. so i try to explain to him it's like hey you know like we root for him every every week so it's like we might as well these will increase in value yep hopefully right just like any you know if he does well like so like when he had a touchdown the other day he's like dad that card's worth more money now <laughs> than the very next play or whatever it was yeah he fumbled well he, whoever fumbled it but it was a fumble he's like dad it's not worth as much anymore. It's so <laughs> it's just over. Then he got hurt. Dad, it's not worth anymore. Anything anymore. So it's not yeah. like totally up to the minute. Uh, but in general, we think if you think so, it's just fun to have be able to root with the guys we already root for, but have these kind of things that for him to hang on to as well. You know. Yep. Um, maybe he'll pay for his college one day. You never know. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's it's it was an industry that was just massive. And then it died. I mean, died. And now it's back. So it is an industry that goes up and down for sure. Um, But yeah, it's definitely. uh, I remember probably, I don't know, late 90s, the cards started. They printed too many of them. They just weren't worth anything because what they would do is you'd open a, a baseball, a pack of baseball cards and get a Ken Griffey like every pack. And it's like, well, no. The whole point of it is 
you open 30 packs and you might not get one Ken Griffey, right? Right. So, uh, so they, they overprinted a bit, but it's kind of back now to where it was, where it's a big deal. But even now, dude, it's like, and I mean, I've been in, like, I've really, I've been really into it for a couple of weeks or so maybe, but, and I mean, I'm talking into it. Like I'm studying and trying to figure out, and it's like, you could pull it. So right now the hot, the hottest card you can get right now, or at least the hottest player you can get in football is CJ Stroud. Okay. So he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, you know, he's obviously had a, he had a great year. So that's the card everyone wants to pull, but it's not, you, you can get, you, you can pull a CJ. Like we pulled a CJ Stroud the other day out of one of those, out of one of these boxes, mm-hmm. one of the rookies. And it's a base card. And I mean, it might sell for 20 bucks. Like it's not a bad card, Yeah. but there's like so many variations of a CJ Stroud, yep. you know? Yep. And so kind of figuring out, okay, well, it's a, it's a black prism or it's a yeah. color match prism or it's a, you know, it's an auto or it's a numbered card or, you know what I mean? Like there's so many variations that you're trying to, it's like, you're trying to keep up with. It's like, what are these worth? You know, is this worth what, you know, you all pull a card like, Oh, that's awesome. It's a, you know, it's a Justin Jefferson. This looks awesome. You look it up. It's like $2. And so it's just, it's kind of hard to figure out what's worth what. So funny because when I got out of it, like 30, 25 years ago, they were just starting that. They call them special insert cards. Like you had your base card and then you had a special card mm-hmm. and those were starting to get worth something. So it sounds like they've developed that market. And in fact, time. you'll watch breaks online. Cause that's like a, you know, the whole breaking thing. Like, yeah. and what I'm, what we mean by this is like, you literally, these people will, you'll open cards and they'll break them. Like they call them breaking. That's opening cards and you go through them together and you either can pay for them or whatever. But they go through them so fast, dude. It's like, like they'll just clear through the like. Say there's 15 cards, they'll clear through the first 10, just boom, yeah. just put them off to the side because those are all base. They don't even look at them, and then right. that's the inserts after that. So really, the bases are worth nothing at this point, other than other than a base rookie. That's really what you're going for. So, yeah, um, it's a it's a it's a tough barrier. I feel like the barrier barrier for entry is tough, and it can be very one, it's expensive, <laughs> and, yeah. and two, it's you could feel stupid, right? If you ask the wrong people, and that you know, I, I kind of look back to what we do here. It's like be you know, be honest, be open with people, and be understanding. Like, hey, it's not a dumb question, and that's kind of where I'm at with this, like asking dumb questions. So, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it, it's fun. So I'm, uh, it, it's exciting. I mean, I just there's so much of me in him, and so it's just neat to see like. He's like, Dad, because he went to his mom's today, and he's like, Dad, we have two boxes left of those Donruss boxes. He's like, Dad, do not open those <laughs> until I get back. <laughs> so, uh, so I said, all right, buddy, I won't. So, Although it's really tempting to do so. <laughs> uh, but anyways, guys, all right, that's all the time we have. Good luck to you, Halterman, uh, tonight in the yep. OU game. I know you'll be on the edge of your seat watching that one. Yeah. yeah. True. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, yeah I guess we won't really see you guys until after the new year so happy new year everybody have a fun um, and safe new year and uh, we'll see you uh, when all these uh, two year olds turn three alright guys good luck this weekend thank you for listening to another episode of Blinkers Off join our horse racing community at racingdudes.com and follow us on twitter at racing underscore dudes want to make money betting horses Bet with the racing dudes.